Hi, you guys, and welcome back to Trailer Cast Podcast. Today, I'm sitting down with a truly fascinating woman. I first met her when she was actually speaking at a conference, and I was immediately drawn in by her incredible presence, a presence of both safety and power. Then hearing her story, I understand how she earned and created a world where so many people feel safe and powerful in her presence. Today's conversation is with Tercy's. Tercy's is the owner and operator of Beloved Farm, of Cafe Gratitude, of Gracias Madre. She is the podcast host of Unreasonably Grateful and a truly just a dear woman. Tercy's and I have the opportunity to do work together, and that usually looks like conversations like this. And so what you are hearing today is what it looks like, one way that it could look like, for people to kind of untangle a big knot and sometimes that's what our problems look like is it something that no matter how many times I keep pulling on this chain I'm just kind of unable to get that thing unloose and so then I hand it to my friends and I'm like can you work this through with me can you pull here can we push here can we see what happens and so we go through that and the way in which we do we meander and we come around and we look at it from this perspective and we look at it from this perspective and we we try this and we suggest that and it's a beautiful meandering and so i invite you into our conversation today we're going to be talking about the process of re-entry of joining in the context of marriage of separation and what it looks like for us to stand in our true power Cheers. All right. So here's the, here's the, uh, it's so interesting because you know how, I think I told you that I'm gonna, I'm doing a um, Zoom. I wanted to do a Zoom before Matthew got here. And so I sent out an invite and I have like 14 people on it. And so I want to actually talk about what I'm going to be presenting because I want to get like some more ideas, right? Because I have, I have what I'm going to be presenting, but I was like, whoa, how perfect is this? I can run it by you first sure. and then add to what I had. Okay. So so one of the things I noticed is this whole time, okay, so first of all, you know, Matthew's not been around for 11 weeks. So the whole coronavirus thing. And we have finally come to an agreement now where when he comes back, he's going to quarantine. He's not happy about it at all, nor are the other people. And I just said, I get it. Well, okay. You're not happy about it, but that's what's necessary. I'm not going to change things now. Right. So I, but I noticed that this whole time. So what I've, what I've come how I've come to live my life in his absence is I just listen to that inner guidance. I just listen to what I call God, but you could call it intuition, Holy Spirit, I don't know, angels, whatever, right? And I've just been living my life that way. Like I don't have a schedule. I just put on my calendar what I'm guided to. And if I'm not guided, I haven't even really thought about it. And so I kept going to, people would ask me, oh, are you so excited Matthew's coming home? And while it would seem like the right thing to say, yeah, I would say, you know, I just haven't got there yet. And it just wasn't, I wasn't being guided in that area yet. So pretty, I started to notice wow, I'm actually living my life by that internal guidance, kind of by default. And my son called one day and said, hey, I just want to check in. Um, You know, do you feel like you can contribute to me? Do you feel like uh, there's anything in the way? Do you feel like I'm a resource? And I thought about it for a while. And I realized there wasn't really anything in the way, but I just hadn't been guided that way yet. So it just wasn't on my plate. And I said to him, no, I realized I could 
I could totally, I just, you haven't come up, you know, like just not on the radar. And so as we've gotten closer to Matthew coming and we've begun the conversation, which includes his response and them being involved in it now, I noticed that what excited me about him coming back is if we could start anew. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in the past, in, in both recovery, you know, I remember coming out of, you know, in early recovery, the experience of being trapped by people who loved me seeing me the same way before I had begun new practices and things like that. And how hard it was to continue the new practices being bound by other people's um, experience of who I was. And I actually teach that we can hold people captive by refusing to see them in any other way than the way we believe they are, because whatever they do or say, we will interpret it through our filter and we will experiencing them in the same way. And they will then have that reflected back to them. So I also came out of a conversation you and I Mm -hmm. had, and you said, yeah, you were saying that before he left, like we're just in different ways. And that got me thinking, wow, well, what has changed? And I think, while I don't know what has changed for him, because we haven't had any conversation about that, other than yesterday, he he let me know he's been initiated as a priest in his, uh, you know, path. And I was like, so last (laughs) night I woke up like, Three times in the middle of the night, like the first one was, whoa, I'm actually married to a priest now. (laughs) And then the second time I woke up in the conversation was, I wonder what it means to be a priest because I don't know. And then the third and then the third time I woke up and I was like, I wonder what it means to him to be a priest Mm. because I don't know that either. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so and so. I realized that what, and now they're needing to quarantine. Right. So I have this two, two week period where he come back and he actually has to keep his distance. And, you know, I, I'm going to set up his own room and bathroom for him. And while he's really irritated about that, I also can see the perfection of it. Like he's not going to just step back in and move in. Like everything is the way it was before he left. Cause the truth is nothing's mm. the same, mm. you know, not me, not the farm, not how the crew works, not our interaction. Our business has completely shut down. You know, we've laid off 700. Nothing's the same. We have no income other than, what I've generated through the farm and the farm store. So, so my question is, uh, I want to, I want to hear from you and kind of bounce back and forth with you and I can share with you my thoughts, but how to hold that space of newness, how to keep it empty and not let it fill with or changing, um, healing what was before, or trying to return to that. But just, it's like I'm ex- most excited about meeting him again, discovering who is he? Because the truth is, I have no idea. He's had 11 weeks of intensive something, right? I don't actually yep. know what it was, but he's got new rituals. He's been initiated as a priest. Like what? Like, okay. So I don't know him and I can look back at my life through just even my photos and it's mind boggling how much I've changed in that 11 weeks. (laughs) You know, I've got this whole new whole new IGTV personality for kids. (laughs) I have my podcast. I have my whole new website. I, yeah, I, so 
So anyway, yes. that, what I want to work with you on is how to keep the space empty, how to stay in that liminal space of, you know, betwixt and between. It's not what it was before and it isn't anything new yet, but what is it now? And how do we, how do we navigate that? Like yesterday I had like a two minute conversation when he told me he was a priest and then he told me the resistance they were all having. Yep. And then he had to go to a class and then he called back and I had maybe another three minute conversation. And I just said to him, you know, Matthew, I was thinking about the conversation we had and I, I just want to share with you that I don't think it's going to work really well if you come back like you know how it is here mm, or like yep. you're, you're, you're um, resisting or you don't even think the virus is anything we should be. It's not going to work well because you want to come back curious and humble yeah. and open because there's a whole crew of people who have been sustaining a life together on our farm and we've been in the midst of this and I don't think you want to come back like you know. Mm -hmm. And he said, I get it. I get it. We had a class on something, but it's like a word that's connected to their spiritual path. So I can't remember the word, sure. but the meaning of that word is something about being, um, not being, not being righteous, you know, something about, something about, um, my interpretation of what he said was, yeah, 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 I get it. We need to be cautious. Mm. You know, we need to, something like that. So anyway, what I want to explore is how to stay in the new. Yes. Because we're all going to be in that. It's not just Matthew and I or the farm community. We're all going to be entering that soon. Yes. And I so want us to walk out of this time, which hopefully, you know, hopefully it never ever happens again on a global right, level right, like right. this, but in hopefully microwaves. we'll take this, yeah, mm -hmm. unbelievable opportunity and we'll come out of this better people and having learned something, but it feels like because I'm listening to that inner guidance, the only thing that sparks for me is if we create something new yes. and not return to. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. Love, love, love. I like the journey that you took me on. Um, as usual, I take notes and I kind of try to get the, the map of like, okay, what do I hear, think, see? I, I, I'm going to take a picture of this and send it to you as well. But I, oh, good, actually, I, <laughs> good. I drew a table in the middle because we've kind of been in that metaphor together of like, how am I setting the table? And so there's a big, mm -hmm. long table, which is so like such a picture of how you live your life. There's room for everybody and there's this big table in the center, but it's empty. It was empty at first. Okay. And then on the right hand side, I wrote like the old way, how I've come to live my life. And there's this unlearning. So there's this, during these last 11 weeks, you have been unlearning and unboxing and undoing some ways, rhythms, rituals, the way in which you move in the world. And as you have taken and unboxed those things, you've now found this new way. And in this new way, that is actually now transitioned into what is most common, what is most familiar, it is most central, and it's actually whole. You are free as you embody this new way, and it feels clear and confident and sure and full. Okay, I know that that's been part of your arc, your trajectory, as we're coming around the side. Then I wrote fallout. There's this potential for fallout right here where we tend to turn around when we realize that our new way might potentially cause disruption in somebody else's pattern, in somebody else's way around the table, okay? So rebirth, renew. <laughs> how I wrote, how do you catch him up on your process while also making room for his too? And maybe that's, question as I kept writing was actually coming back around in a full circle rather than this U shape, which is, oh, I realize that how I come to live my life is the new way. And as I continue to come back into my knowing in this new way, I do not allow the re-entry to eclipse my knowing. Mm -hmm. The sun and the moon can both exist in the sky and orbit 
when we fold our knowing and our newness in an effort to allow someone else to rise, we've altered the natural process that there is room for both experiences as necessary in a part of like, like that heavenly realm, right? As a whole. Mm-hmm. Metaphorically, this soft re-entry of him having to actually quarantine for two weeks will give him a beginner's re-entry in a soft, compassionate way. It's not so stark, black and yeah. white world, black, black, hard entry. I believe that through like this radical compassion, the more we help Matthew soften as he enters back into the farm, then there will be less to defend against or to think against or to rub up against mm-hmm. because there will be room for both his process and the newness at the farm and you have all been enjoying during the season. What's your first take on that? Um, yeah, well, that was, so I, I've just been sitting in this, wow, it's actually working out perfectly. So another, another, whatever you call that, right? Divine intervention mm-hmm. or coincidence, however people view that is this started sh- like right after he left mm-hmm. and now he comes back. Well, his flight just got canceled. So now he comes back on May 3rd. And if he quarantines for 14 days, that takes us to May 17th, which is the day our shelter in place ends. So I'm just like, like, how could that possibly have happened that way? That he'll be out of his self-quarantine at the same time that our shelter in place is potentially scheduled Mm. to shift into something else, right? We don't know exactly what mm-hmm. else but it's it's like to the day yes like how did I that mean. happen so so i feel so my experience is i feel led i feel held i feel guided like who could have ever figured that out mm-hmm. you know who could have it, who could have nobody ever could have figured that out so so i feel the kind of divine divine perfection of it And I also have learned in his absence how valuable and how much I need my space, Mm -hmm. you know, just Mm -hmm. I live in community. I live with a lot of people. I'm responsible and oversee a lot of emotional conversations, a lot of physical labor and how much I need the, the solitude. Yes. And I wasn't quite ready to just have that completely busted open or even try to figure out how to create the boundaries to sustain that in some way. And so I feel like completely cared for that this has turned into this two weeks of what you're calling a soft opening because it feels like it'll be a gradual Mm -hmm. introduction Mm -hmm. instead of, instead, you know, like an explosion. Totally. Totally. So that feels, that feels good. And, you know, I wrote him and I, I just said those questions that came up for me, I wrote him and I said, Hey, you know, here's some of the questions I've been guided to look at. And because I can remember when I got a license to marry people, I remember when I finalized that license, I had to really deal with myself around who am I to do this? Mm. Right. Mm. And so I can only imagine if you get initiated Mm. as a priest, he's had to deal somewhere with who am I to say I'm a priest. Mm. And so I sent him those questions, you know, just to begin that conversation Mm -hmm. because he's going to have a, and, and I've been thinking about like new rituals. Um, Yes. You know, like the idea that we, you know, my life, even though my life is fuller now, I would say, I move slower in the world. Yeah. Even though I have I, I have taken on so much more, I would say I move slower. Mm-hmm. And and I think I heard you say more confidently mm-hmm. because it doesn't feel 
as if I'm moving from just my own willpower or my own energy. It feels like I'm being guided and I'm just following the directive. Yes. So I don't want to lose that directive at any cost. And I know that that directive requires some solitude um, and and me caring for myself. Yes. So, (laughs) you know, and I would say historically, I'm much better at taking care of other people than I am myself. Yes. Yes. And now I've really, I actually take care of more people now, but I also take care of myself Mm. and I don't want to sacrifice that. I won't sacrifice that. Yeah. Yeah, I won't. Mm -hmm. There's that's the next shift. Okay. Uh I, I take care of everyone. I'm, I'm, and I love it, but I'm also tired. Randomly giant global pandemic and my husband being (laughs) in another country in his own other journey for 11 weeks. And I realized that actually I'm caring for more people than I ever have in the weirdest time in history. Um, But I'm actually like more sure, more clear, more in touch with, with, with God, with the divine. And I won't. Yeah. Give that up. I won't. Yeah. Yeah. So the more clear you are in your story of what, Mm -hmm. what has happened for you, then Mm -hmm. at that point we don't tell, we show. Okay. So what I mean by that is when I think part of what this experience with Matthew coming home is, is it's also like the way military families have to reintegrate or the way me, a person who's been in a coma wakes up and life has happened and they don't know. It would be impossible to try and say, Hey, I've kept this play by play minute by minute of our lives since you've been gone. Feel free to read it. Um, they wouldn't get it. So I don't tell you, I show you. Mm-hmm. which is I keep my boundaries and I'm doing me. And then you will see my new rhythm, my new ritual, my new me. And I don't mm-hmm. even need to explain it because how would I even explain my own evolution? Mm-hmm. That's so interesting because, so I, I, my background's military family, right? And, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> and, and, yeah. And then, and then the father of my young, youngest son was in the military and I entered recovery when he was deployed. <laughs> and when he came back, Whoa. I had like six months <gasps> of recovery. I just, and, wait, listen, I have chills <laughs> all over my body. I entered recovery when he was deployed. That is yeah. true here too. That's true twice. I know, exactly. <gasps> I know, exactly. And when he came back, you know, I discovered I was married to an alcoholic because I was so lost in my own addiction. I didn't see his, right? But all of a sudden I saw his. And, mm. and you know, we weren't able, that, that marriage didn't survive because I couldn't recover. I, my recovery was the most important thing in the world to me. And I couldn't recover in that environment. Yeah. I had to shift environments in order to recover. And so, Mm. and so, and this is probably, uh, you know, 35, it is 35 years later. So, you know, my experience of life is sometimes we get another go around to see if we can go through it again. And this time, you know, come out victorious and not, not give up what perhaps we gave up before. And so, um, yeah, I'm really committed that I stay true to myself mm-hmm. and I get to meet him. I mean, even if he hadn't changed, I would be meeting him in a new way mm-hmm. because of the shifts mm-hmm. that have happened to me. But I suspect he also has had, you know, major shifts. Yes. yes. And the curiosity, it's like for me, the key is to stay curious. And it's true what you said. You can't, I can't tell him about it because I don't even have words for it. There aren't words for it. (laughs) Yeah. It's more, it's more, he has to be willing to discover it just like I have to be willing to discover Mm -hmm. him in a Mm -hmm. new way. Yes. Yes. Okay. So riffing off that parallel of 35 years ago, my husband was deployed and I recovered and then it couldn't hold. 
is there anything that you are either taking like as a, as like, Hmm, as a, that is informing this experience and, or is there anything you're afraid of uncovering as you kind of have the second go? Um, I would say, you know, the first time it was very different because, I mean, different in the sense of I was an addict and, you know, very brand new, addict of 20 years and very brand new in recovery. So it was fragile. I was much more fragile, you know, and I had three young children and, and hadn't done these 35 years of work. And so I don't feel fragile. Right. So I, I, I think that's the biggest difference that I can see. And I'm also not unsupported. Mm. You know, I have, I have a support structure. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I would also say that I believe Matthew is in, you know, is a healthier person than my my ex-husband was back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I'm not really afraid of uncovering anything because now I believe that uncovering is actually useful mm-hmm. and vital, mm. you know. Um, <laughs> Love that. So... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hearing yourself say that, like I, like I don't feel fragile. I have 35 years of life I have stacked on this recovery and, and in my knowing, right. You have 35 years in that space. Yeah. You standing on that feels again, like, Oh wait, right. Hello. (laughs) I actually do know that when I stand on that and on me now, I might, I might be okay to just keep on going. I might not even know if I need a plan. I might just need to just be me. Yeah, well, that's how I feel. I don't feel like this is something I can plan out. It's more, it's more about listening, trusting, being obedient to that. Um, yeah, it's more about that mm-hmm. than... And not, it's more about, you know, I've had to work hard during this time to not get distracted. Good. And to help a lot of other people not get distracted. And so I, I think, you know, what I'm committed to is not getting distracted by the swirl. If there is a swirl coming in by the swirl, you know, it's just let it swirl, but I'm not going to get distracted by it. It may swirl, but... I've gotten really clear on what is and what isn't mine Beautiful. to, to be responsible for. Yes. So you know? that's like, so that is actually what I'd written earlier was like, get as clear as possible. The, the way to make, keep some of the spaces empty. Like you wanted this, like that, that liminal space between you and Matthew that we're not clouding with what was or what could be, or the, or the story, the delusional stories, right? We put in that empty space that complicates that middle are the more clear I am about what I need to stay in my knowing, which sounds like it has been solitude, um, a slower pace. um, Quiet. Okay. Right. So let's, so if you were really like to build that out as, as succinctly as possible would be quiet it would be solitude it would be pace rest Mm -hmm. rest you know i go to bed earlier i get up earlier um yeah i i have you know my own exercise i'm not Mm -hmm. waiting to exercise with someone else or whatever i have my own routine of exercise um yeah you've individuated also i also have you know my podcast, which has, while of course I am excited that other people are benefiting from it, I'm also benefiting. Absolutely. So I, I get, I, I give, and at the same time that I'm giving, I'm receiving, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a lifeline. It's been a lifeline for me. But so have those, you know, kind of silly farm videos has been a lifeline. <laughs> 
you know, because there's this, my everyday work has yes. turned into a thing. something to do yeah. that's fun with the kids, you <laughs> totally. know, like that. So I don't, I, you know, I'm not willing to sacrifice those or give those yes. up. I don't see either of those as, oh, those were just during the COVID-19 mm-hmm. pandemic. No, those are my life now, mm-hmm. a part of my life mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And that feels good. It does feel good. Hi, you guys. Elise here, your podcast host for TrailerCast podcast. And I just want to take a quick moment to let you know that TrailerCast is also available on Patreon. And if you don't know what Patreon is, it's a special community for creatives. And it is a way to support the people that are behind the microphone or um, on the Zoom call or, or doing these things called podcasts. So if you have um, been affected by TrailerCast and feel like contributing to the show and the making of the show, um, I'd be grateful. So if you are interested, you can check out trailercast.com or search us on Patreon. Thanks, guys. So this like part of like the mm, process that I see today is it's like we started really big, like up in the cloud of like all these big things, like all these big things that are changing and there's, there's marriage and there's time and there's religion and there's rhythm and there's identity and how do we connect all that? And then like literally boil, boiling down, 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 down into on a daily, just a daily practice. What I know I need in order to actually do this is quiet and rest and to honor my pace to exercise <laughs> and to ha- honor my bedtime ritual, like mm-hmm. big things to, to pretty small available practical things what that is, is a boundary way of saying, I am making room for my true self and true process to occur. And this is the construct that I know that it's birthed in. Mm -hmm. When I hold that, then I am rested. And then I care for others well, and I'm alive. Mm -hmm. When I, that's my experience. Yeah. Yeah. Doing that, that allows Matthew to observe and then to really take in his experience of your transformation. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, I think one of the things that before, uh, well, I, well, I don't think I was, I don't think I had my own rhythm yeah. yet. I was still kind yeah. of bouncing off of his yeah. and, um, and I also am in that, I don't know how those go together. Mm-hmm. That's the discovery mm-hmm. is like, well, how do those fit together? And I want us to discover that, not... Um, Mandated, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, yeah it's just discovery yes. that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's... It's kind of, it's kind of fascinating to me that the gift that like you, you're mining, you know, in this quarantine was what you almost asked for in the beginning of your original journey, which is like, I kind of need to know me in this space. Like I kind of need to find like what's next for me. And look at, look at how that's (laughs) crazy. I just, I just didn't know the world was going to shift so much in that process. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's wild. And it's, and it's happened not by sheer will or force or might, but by like being a part of what is happening. And like, yeah, mm, I love it. I I, I use the word like individuated, like you have individuated within your marriage. Now Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that you have left it or isolated from it or no, you have, you are a whole person inside your marriage. Yeah, that's how it feels. It doesn't feel like I don't have any less love or feel it's more, it's more, um, yeah, I feel like I'm fully here, mm-hmm. you know, is how, is how it feels, which is how here. I start my day every day. It's like, okay, I'm here. All right. I'm here. It takes me a minute to actually get there. But if I say it, eventually I show up, you know, it's just like, okay, I'm here now I'm here. Okay. Now I'm really here, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. I, it's how I get here completely present here, mm-hmm. right here. And mm-hmm. that's, and that's been 
and that's what I think is the answer to how do you how do you stay in the new is you I just stay right here. Beautiful. You know, that's really that's the that's that's what I can see and that's what you know I want to share on this kind of practice Zoom call mm-hmm. is um it's not that easy to stay present and it's actually pretty simple, but you have to, it's like, you know, constantly clearing the space. I mean, I've rearranged the house. I've, you know, painted all the furniture. I've, you know, it's wild what we've organized the barn. We, we just restacked this massive wood pile, things that haven't been done in years got done, but it actually got done because I just kept these, you know, worked with mm-hmm. these five, six people to stay present mm-hmm. and just kind of pull them back in when they started to flip out and, you know, and sometimes be as direct as, why are you telling me this right now? Mm. You know, that has yeah. nothing to do with right now, right? right? And just, and so there was a certain amount of, firmness and boundaries that I needed to create because the distractions are potentially endless and it was way more than I could handle. Mm. And only when I stay present, can I actually handle all that's on my plate and it feels pretty easy if I just stay right here, right here, right here, you know? So I think that's the the answer. That's kind of the yeah. That's the answer. Mm-hmm. And then you know, obviously, the question is, well, how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> what, one you moment know? at a time. <laughs> it's exactly. It it really is. Yeah. It's like yeah. uh, right here, right now. Yep. Okay, now right here, right now. Yep. Which is also the steps of recovery. Yes. Is you know, well, yeah, right, right here, right now. One. Yeah, one day at a time. One breath at yeah. a time, and one moment at a time. To thine yeah. own self be true. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's something yeah. it's great. whole in that idea as well. Yeah. Yeah. There's two other reflections that just came to me. One is the yeah. idea that we 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 fight to become an I, an individual, when we when we leave our family of origin and we identify as I. And then somehow we are told that marriage must be a we. And so we enter this fusion where we've kind of left I and we are now a we. And then eventually, if you're in there long enough, you become I again, but a really strong coupleship because it really does need two whole eyes, (laughs) right? In order Mm -hmm. to see, like we need to have two people here. Um, Mm -hmm. So what I thought in that was that there's this, you're balancing this masculine and feminine energy as well, right? So the masculine energy is I've, I've, I've been a leader, not that only men lead. That's not what I mean. It's the, it's like the, right. right? right I know what you mean. Yeah. That yeah. fullness of self is that I can operate both in, in my strength and in my tenderness. I can operate mm-hmm. both and this is what needs to happen and I'm direct and here's what it is. And boom, 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 let's go. Mm-hmm. And my heart is so massive and full and right here and available. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, mm-hmm. Tertius. I'm watching you find an equilibrium mm-hmm. in both of those strengths. Mm-hmm. You know, the other thing that we took on is, you know, every morning we meet early at a campfire and we as a community, like I read something, I share something, some message that's, um, you know, inspiring and also something we can discuss and look at from lots of perspectives. And then we talk about who's on what today, who needs what help, what support, do we need to create teams like that? And that's something that's never been done. Look at this, look at this beautiful system. It's been amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, it works so great. And um, yeah, so yeah. And, you know, people, people have asked like, oh, so do you want to keep running the farm? And it's like, no, I don't actually want to keep running the farm, but I'm not going to let the farm not be run. Boom. You know, that's yes. the, that's yep. the two pieces that go together. Yes. So, yes, but I have some ideas about shifting the culture of the farm. Mm-hmm. And I wrote those and shared them with Matthew. Like I, now that I've so intimately involved in it, I can see 
uh, a vision for the farm and for the farm as a resource yes. and and potentially as you know a new income stream um, because you know what happens with our restaurants is still very unknown yes. you yes. know the restaurant the hospitality industry right. is turned inside, inside out, out through mm-hmm. this and mm-hmm. we, we don't know what that's we don't know what that's going to look like but i also am doing the same thing there like let's just start anew. Yes. Let's not try to recreate what we had because it's a new person that's going to be coming in there. So it's, it actually applies everywhere. I can see it yes. on the farm, in my marriage, my relationships, mm-hmm. in our business. In yourself. And, and in the world. Right. I can see everybody else is, you know, we're jonesing to get out, yeah. but what are we getting out to? I think we have to, for me, it's more be inspired from having gone in to look at now what are we gonna usher in not get out to something Mm. you know so i don't know it's gonna be new time another new time like none before (laughs) okay i want i want you to sit with um unbridled and Mm. how that like at first I thought it was unlearning, but I'm like, no, there's like this unbridled sense of when I don't have that restriction, whatever that restriction is, I lead, I dream, I create, I show up, I make ritual, I put it in place, I, I can, I do, I have, I will, I am. Yeah. I'm inspired as always. No, oh, you're so sweet. You know, I was thinking this morning what I was talking to, around the campfire about was, you know, for me, I'm going to use, I'm going to use Jesus because that's, yeah. that's an icon for me. But Jesus even said, I came to set you free. And I believe that freedom is probably one of the paramount um focuses and gifts of faith, believing in, believing in who we are and that we were well created and that we are perfectly designed and that we're up to something for good. And, and yet freedom is a choice. You can't, if you, if it's not a choice, it wouldn't be freedom. It would be you know, robotic or I don't know, required or something. But, and that's how when I hear the word unbridled, what I hear is uh, the choice to run freely. And that's, I think, the as I enter into this next phase, I can see the moment to moment is I choose to be present mm. and I actually choose the things that empower and. I choose freedom and when when I'm free uh then and I also you know because I'm because I'm in this between space and and Matthew and I have some different faith beliefs I also feel as if as if in my choice to be freedom to be free then I also have to like free God up. Like mm-hmm. God's not bound by my mm-hmm. perception of who God mm-hmm. is any more than I'm bound. Beautiful. You know? Beautiful. And so, yeah, interest, it's, it's big. It's it feels big. It's so it feels, big. yeah, it feels like being in the midst of a miracle and, you know, it's, mm. It's a day-to-day-to-day walk. I mean, I think we're all in, even if, you know, sometimes because I live on a farm, people might think that I'm somehow less impact. I haven't even left the farm in like 11 oh weeks. And I feel, I haven't even driven a car. Amazing. Because of my age, I was quarantined early. And, and but it's interesting. I actually feel more connected to people who experience loss Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. rather than less connected. And I also can see that regardless of the loss that we've all experienced, there's a new opportunity here. Yes. You know that. Yes. And, and 
Yeah. Yeah. And my hope is, my hope is that, yeah, we embrace that opportunity. We discover what that is for ourselves and embrace that. Me too. I don't know if we've ever been given so much time. <laughs> ever, right? And the, the one commodity yeah. that we always feel so short in, we are now so yep. rich in. If, yep. if we yep. realize it, if we if have, we if we have it, eyes yeah. to see it, you know, maybe we can kind of wrap up with this, but the idea of when I stop and I notice what nature is doing around me, mm-hmm. and then I realize that it was doing that before I stopped to recognize it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, so it was always here, this rhythm, mm-hmm. this stillness, this being, this resolute broadcasting of the just sheer sheer majesty of what nature offers us I'm like Mm -hmm. so it's just me who's in motion around it not really tuning in to what is what is always Mm -hmm. and that this tuning in how maybe it's it's more painful for others or more foreign for others or whatever this quarantine has given us is this noticing this sense of wait has this all just been underneath the surface this entire time? Are these all things I've just maybe just, I haven't asked this question. I haven't thought this thought. I haven't felt this feeling. I haven't really looked. So it's, it's a, it's a beautiful reckoning right now. Completely. And that, that's what I think is the uncovering that we've been in is when we talk about the uncovering, it's like we've been in the midst of a big uncovering, Mm -hmm. uncovering what, was always there. It's not like there's something new. It was always there. Mm-hmm. And there's some miraculous things that have occurred in this as we've slowed down mm-hmm. and driven less. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just done yeah. less and more at the same time. It's just different. We've yeah. done different. Okay. So what's clear yeah. for you now? What's, what do you know? Um, I would say, I would say what's clear for me is the importance of not shifting my routine yeah. as you know more people enter into the sphere of what life looks like right now mm-hmm. and then um i think i feel really freed up about i don't have to uh talk matthew through mm-hmm. my experience nor does he have to talk me through his experience that it will more occur in just the curiosity of getting to know each other and and see each other and the evidence that we live out and the clarity that i have around you know i've taught it for a long time but now i've lived it in a more intimate way than perhaps I ever have, which is just being present um, mm-hmm. is, you know, is where it is, where it all is. And the structure that supports me in being myself and, um, yeah, and just the notion of, two people or I mean numbers of people, but in a coupleship, two people can be themselves and be Mm -hmm. coupled, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I grew up in the fifties and that wouldn't have been the cultural norm back then. Correct. And, um, yeah. And just an appreciation for a slower pace even to respond, you know, sometimes it's good. I do better if I just listen and I wait and respond in a little while. Mm-hmm. So I can actually listen to what's my inner response to that, not what's my outer reaction to it. And um, yeah, I think. I think those things are clearer. Okay. Yeah, clearer for mm-hmm. me. I think that yes, I'm like okay, good, good, good. I will. I'll send that back to you. Just that, or you right. can listen to this again too. But yeah, when we get clear, you know, then we get strong. So I see it, and now I commit to it. 
Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that's part of like even being an early recovery where it's like, I'm learning these principles and these steps and there's a fragility. And then the more that I like at the beginning, I have to do my, my 90 and 90. I need to do the things that are going to allow me to really build strong. And there is a similar, there's a different fragility, right? There's a, because it's new. So it's like the Bambi legs. And yet at the same time, you know who you are. Mm -hmm. So you're, mm -hmm. so you are new and not new. Right. Mm -hmm. In this, in this exact moment, totally brand new. Mm -hmm. And yet like couched in such like beautiful wisdom, strength and experience. And mm -hmm. so there's a, I feel like you get to lean into to these different spaces of, I don't know, but this, I do know. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm open to this and I'm, you know, I'm unyielding to this and, and you get to kind of be on a gimbal as you, in fluid motion, spend time in each of those spaces as you make your way forward. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I can hear that. Yeah. It's great. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> it's so fun. It's always so fun to be like, Ooh, let's jump in. What is going to happen here? <laughs> I know. And so you're going to do this. This is the new trailer cast. This is, I don't know if it's an, I, I, similar to you. I'm like, I don't know. Is this going to be the new thing? Is this a part of the new thing? Um, yeah. I just know that I'm really excited about it. So I'm open yeah, to it great. being what it is. And that's the, see, the, see, even that, Elise, I don't even think that we even spoke that way before. <laughs> like, I don't know. This is just <laughs> what it is right now. Yeah. You know, because we were, or I was in such a patterned life that the pattern began to dictate what things were versus me have the experience of I'm like creating or co-creating yes, it. Yes. And so it's just, no, this is just, right now this is good, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know, it might be different tomorrow, <laughs> but you know. Right now, yeah. this is good. Yeah. So, yeah. And and that's the space I'm talking that's about. Right. Can we stay in that space? Well, you can. Yeah. You know it, right? Yeah. So that's... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I had my own little like micro moment yesterday. I'm, I was like, I need to see the ocean. I need it. My soul. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I need it. And I like, I just was able to get to it and just take it in. And I like, at least you need to remember this exists within you all the time. Mm -hmm. and you decide how deep you need to go to access that. But when you go home and the world is, is bananas, when you get in there, you decide how tapped in you are to that ocean, right? And mm -hmm. ultimately, if I am letting what is out here eclipse what is in here, then I've, I've allowed that. Yeah. So when, yep. when you make this transition you get to say, this is my way and my process and my project in the way. And I get to decide. Yeah. It's yeah. powerful. It is amazingly powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Really great. Yeah. Beautiful. I'm excited for you. Exciting times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is exciting times. It's real. That's the, that's what, it, that's, you know, that's what makes it exciting. This is all so real. It's all happening right now. So real. Yep. And it's happening everywhere. Yes, it is. It's yeah. a, I, I would love to know if I wish that Carl Jung was still alive, but to like hear like his perspective on like the social archetypes of what's happening from like a global perspective, because there's something yeah. massively shifting in our consciousness. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. And we, yeah, and it feels we must be being, I mean, what other view would there be? We must be being supported in this process mm -hmm. or we are. it wouldn't look like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so one of my favorite parts about doing this work is getting to show you all the different ways in which people go to their work. Okay, so some of these conversations are like fast paced, like it's just like boom, 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 boom. And then some of them are, are a little more meandering, right? It's, it's the different way in which you might like unpack your suitcase. Do you just like rip everything out and throw it in drawers? Or do you methodically take it out article of clothing by article of clothing and put it away in all the right spots? 
Okay, I am for sure the the former. <laughs> Rip it open, put it in the drawer, close the drawer, get on. Get on with it. So there is a variety and there is are so many ways to approach the work of uncovering or or learning or gaining insight or working through something. And part of this work is learning how to adapt in real time to the flow of each person. How does this person need to unpack? And you know what's interesting is, is we don't usually get to hear, right, other people's big conversations like this. So we don't know. How, how, is there a different way to do that? Maybe only therapists know that. Like maybe we think we all do it the same way. There's only one way to do it. So I'm hoping that in these conversations, you're hearing that there's so many different ways to do this, to open up, to look, to dump your purse out and see what's inside and organize or not and discard or not. And yet we still arrive at these moments of, oh, oh, I see it now. Okay, that's more clear. Okay, that's more sure. Okay, I, I get it. Okay, I got it. There it is. And when we get that, then we want to take that as a knowledge or a piece, of, a piece of something that we've earned. I know that now in my tool belt. I got that now. I'm going to use that again. I hear that and that feels right and it resonates with me and I know that. Thank you. I got it. And, and that's what like the magic is in this process is having that and coming to that experience organically not forcing change not making it happen a certain way but honoring the the medium or the flow or the way in which we we see and are together so the conversation today with Tercy's was so sweet because it's I get some behind the scenes picture and some behind the scenes like issue and then like the real time situation of like what do I do about this and you can see in our conversation that it was like oh like the answer emerged as we just kind of went into it and so the things that I want to like come back to are honoring the way in which you need to address what's bothering you or what's irking you or what it is you want to work on honoring the way in which you put your things on the table and then getting super clear about what are the things that I know for sure Okay, this is what I do know. Okay, let's put that in this pile. Okay, these are the things I'm not sure on. Okay, let's put that in this pile. And then as we kind of sort through, we realize, okay, so this is what I need to get more clear on. And it kind of answered itself, which is so, it's a fun way to like see, to, to see it happen. So what I'm, I'm kind of curious for you is I'd like to know like, what, what came up in your story? Like, did you notice for one, like my, my immediate reflection was I am sitting with an incredibly wise, practiced, aware woman. I am sitting with a person who has done her own work, who is clearly like high functioning and having these upper level like forms of, of thought and consciousness and, and ways of being. And it was inspiring just to get to hear that. I'm like, I was thinking like, wow, this is a lesson in and of itself for people listening is just to hear the way which she approaches things. Like we could have a whole excerpt on, on what it actually means to practice presence and, and how we use language to make room for other people. And she did that in a couple ways. Like my interpretation of that was, my experience of that is, and you can hear the way in which even Tercy's has shaped her language to reflect her heart, which is, this is what I see. Is there something else I should be seeing or need to be seen? So yeah, I just thought that was, that was neat just to get to introduce you to, introduce you to my friend. It was special. Um, and again, at the end, wanting to wrap it up with what became clear for you, because again, I don't want the conversation to only be in metaphor or to only be in experience or to only be in, um, like in the murky, mm-hmm. Cause when we're doing the work, it can feel like it's all trying to settle in. And then afterwards it's like, okay, now let's call this something. Let's name it. And you could see all the little gems or, or, or points that she had decided on. It's like, okay, that's it. So, friends, as you listen, what strikes you? What's interesting to you? What inspires you? What are you in conflict with? What made you want to dig a little deeper? Do you want to listen to Tercy's podcast? I want you to. It's called Unreasonably Grateful. And she has a beautiful way with words and just inviting you into these super sacred spaces. And so I'm going to put all of her information in the show notes as well. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. I'm walking away from that conversation feeling like, 
thoughtful, reflective, remembering to honor the, my own pace, what I need and what I know, and not wondering if that is enough to go on, but knowing that my knowing is enough to stand on and build a life upon. And I hope that it is for you too. Thank you for listening to TrailerCast with Elise Snipes. Visit TrailerCast.com to listen to all of our recorded episodes, sign up for Patreon to offer support for the show, and get access to group sessions, extra bonus episodes and content, and our private Instagram account, where we continue to grow the TrailerCast community. Follow Elise on Instagram at EliseSnipes underscore collective, and learn more about her work at EliseSnipes.com. Lastly, we'd love for you to take a moment and review the show on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with a friend. Cheers, and see you next time. Cheers.